This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 48 of the Animaniacast. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast dedicated to the animated television series... The Animaniacs. Here explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can find, and in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Thank you, thank you very much, but I uh, don't want anyone to know I'm here. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. I like how you bring up the the end of this episode at the beginning of this episode. It's not the end of the episode? No, we're at the, we're at the beginning. <laughs> oh, it's the beginning, the beginning, the beginning of our story. Uh, and we're, 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 we're going into kind of loops, because just last week we, we brought up uh, that episode as well. Yes, Essentially. Exactly. Well, I put it in through no. post-audio, but whatever. <laughs> uh so today we are talking about episode 48 of Animaniacs. Uh, this uh, features this the uh, segments Mobster Mash, Lake Titicaca, and Icebreakers. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, so guys, what do you think about this episode in a few words? Uh, Kelly, start with you. I, I liked it overall. It was a fun episode with a, a lot of different components to it very true uh nathan what about you yeah i i don't remember this one before but i think i remember it now (laughs) you'll you'll never forget (laughs) it never forget it (laughs) yeah nathan and i were talking before we started recording like i don't remember this episode when i was a kid i mean i remember the lake titicaca song a Mm -hmm. lot because who could forget that once you hear that song a few times especially as a kid um, but I don't remember too much, but I'm looking forward to discussing all of this. Uh, and Nathan, when did this episode tell us? Yes. Back when this episode first premiered, when I do not remember first seeing this episode, mm-hmm. when what was going I on in the world? I'll tell you why you don't, because all these other things. Okay, this all this other stuff was going on. On Wednesday, November 24th, 1993, which was, okay. of course, the same day that A Perfect World came out. As well as We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Oh. And Mrs. Doubtfire. They all came out on that day. And it was just one day after the Atari Jaguar was released in North America, which was the sixth and final uh, Atari uh, console. Yeah, Atari console. Do you remember the Jaguar at all, no, Nathan? I I, I'm sorry, what? I was going to say uh, <laughs> to Nathan, if you remember the Jaguar. Did we? I don't think we had that. No, we did not have the Jaguar. <laughs> did you ever? Do you ever have a Jaguar, Kelly, or know anybody that had one? No. No, I, I see. That was that so. was 
I think that was like that's the, probably why I was the last one. To I, I, yeah, I remember <laughs> discussing the Jaguar with my friends at school and just kind of laughing at it because really it was you either had a Super Nintendo or Genesis in mm-hmm. the early '90s, and then it, it, Atari came back and said, "Hey, remember us?" And we said, "Yeah, but we don't care about you anymore. <laughs> You're Atari." So anyway, that's interesting. A lot of stuff happened. No wonder. No, no wonder. wonder. And it was just one day before Thanksgiving. So oh, that's another thing too. So. Mm-hmm very interesting how they decided to release these episodes you would think the thanksgiving Thanksgiving one would be right now but whatever whatever i'm not gonna judge fox kids (laughs) i'm going to okay judged (laughs) judged banging the gavel right now (laughs) you are you have been judged fox (laughs) speaking of which do they even have fox kids network anymore i don't think they even have i mean i I don't think so yeah fox kids it's just all judge judy and stuff now talking about banging the gavel fox kids um (laughs) I, they did an honest. There's an honest trailers out now for um, the X Men cartoon. Uh huh. And it's it's funny, but um, <laughs> in the honest trailers, they talk about the Japanese opening for um, the X Men cartoon, and it had a different uh, theme and everything. It is awesome. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to check that out. Wow, that is completely off topic, but. <laughs> it, it, Fox Kids made me think of it because I used to I used to watch the X Men cartoon on Saturday mornings. Oh yeah, yeah. well, the, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how I got exposed to everything. You know, of various things. Yeah, Fox Kids, X Men was X Men and Batman and Eek the Cat and mm-hmm. uh, and Animaniacs, of course. So a lot of good stuff. So anyway, back on track here. Let's go <laughs> ahead because we have a lot of different. Speaking of a lot of different segments on Fox Kids, a lot of different segments on this particular cartoon. Mm-hmm. And we br- started all off with the one, the only, newsreel of the stars. <laughs> newsreel of the stars. But this newsreel of the stars is different. Yeah, it's slightly. I thought it was slightly better. I did too. And <laughs> I was, it's funny because when I was previewing this episode on Netflix, I saw that it was going to start off with Newsreel of Stars, and mm-hmm. I and I skipped forward. Like, okay, I'd already seen this, and oh, now, and here's the show's name. He's the thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Get it. But then I was rewatching this stuff this afternoon. Like, okay, now I'm going to write some notes down for today's episode, and I just let it play in the background, and I hear this other stuff going on yeah. in the other room, and I'm saying, wait, wait, what's going on in here? <laughs> Well, I, I just had it playing. I was like, I don't remember this going on before. Yeah. And I'm like, I like this now more for some reason. <laughs> well, it's suddenly a little almost brand new. Uh, yeah. At least half of it. This was what I would call the Newsreel of the Stars Director's Cut or mm-hmm. the Extended Edition. Yeah. So this is what you get on Blu-ray. <laughs> you get the Newsreel of the Stars compilation. Uh, so this has a few additional scenes in it and a few additional lines. It has a new soundtrack. Uh, it has uh, a few new shots of new stars. Um, one time it says, like, here's the biggest stars in Tinseltown. Yeah. And they show some people walking by the, ga- the gate. Um, one of them is Humphrey Bogart. And I think he was talking to Douglas Fairbanks, perhaps. Uh, I wasn't quite sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but I could tell that uh, Betty Davis was in the car going into the studio uh, not only did it look similar to the caricature of Betty Davis on the Newsreel of the Stars uh, title slide, but I could also tell it was Betty Davis because she was holding a cigarette in her hand. And uh, if there's one thing I've learned about Betty Davis, especially after watching the 
the feud miniseries that was out with Betty and Joan uh, is that Betty Davis loved to smoke cigarettes. Hmm. Yes. Did you see that Betty and Davis uh, feud special? Either no. one of you? No, it's on my list of things to it's, watch. It's watch. It's very good. You get a. You get a. My wife and I watched a. You know, an episode a week, and uh, it was very interesting. Very interesting to see how not only how old Hollywood was back then, but also to see. Oh gosh, just how it was. <laughs> we think things are sexist now, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> they those women had it really tough. Um, you know, making it in uh, Hollywood. So there you go. Betty Davis, you can learn all about her uh, in that special, or at least a little bit. Anyway, uh, so new soundtrack, new lines. Uh, we had a few things. The the Roadrunner was being shown, drawn, yeah. which was a little odd. And maybe 19... by Chuck Jones. Maybe I don't know. It was like could be. I... Yeah, it was 1930. I don't think they made it. I think uh, yeah, Roadrunner was... cartoons were in Before the 1940s. He started working. 40s. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, he looks so young. He, yeah. So maybe Chuck Jones. Well, Chuck Jones. If that is supposed to be Chuck Jones getting uh, ink all over his face from Wacko. Then maybe just took him about 10, 15 years for to come him to back. wash it off his face or yeah. something and actually start making cartoons again. That's my guess. <laughs> um, and it, it says the films, it says the, the films, which made absolutely no sense, uh, mm-hmm. were locked up in the tower. And then it has like an additional little line of the Warners who made even less sense, you yeah. know. So again, little variations of the line, essentially the same thing. It's not like necessary changes, but I no. think, I think. At least, like, the drawing on the faces, it kind of transitions better, I think, than yeah. the original one. The but. whole thing, yeah, the whole thing just had a, a you, you kind of had a chance to take your breath and, in, in, I don't know, enjoy the scenes, mm-hmm. I guess, a little bit more. If you could call maybe that being enjoyable. they were just trying to spread out time on this one. Yeah, <laughs> like... they, they, I think they had a little extra time on this one, so and that could be seen because uh, we they also hadn't... do like a read and run song at one point, which I've already done before. Yeah, yeah. So, but... yeah, what do you guys think? Any, any other last thoughts on this newsreel of the stars, guys? Yeah. Mm, no? Okay. I, I watched it and I was like, oh, Nathan's gonna hate that. <laughs> <laughs> But it was different, so we were saved. Nathan's Nate, perhaps Not as we'll find we'll find out at the end of this episode yeah, we'll if see. Nathan's <laughs> Nathan's uh, has spared his wrath. Half uh, a tower, <laughs> half a tower. And now, Dot's poetry corner. <laughs> so, and then we have Dot's poetry corner, and she did a poem of requiem for a lamb. Uh, and I did have to look up, like, when did Requiem for a Dream come out? Yeah. Like, is this referencing just that? or No, just completely coincidental. Mm-hmm. Uh, Requiem for a Dream came out in 2000. So no reference to the movie right there. Uh, but a cute little thing about the lamb being... Mary had a little lamb, right? And it was served with mint jelly. So Requiem for a Dream is based off of the yes. Dots poetry. Yes. Okay. So that's something we learned right there. Wow. So if you ever watch Requiem for a Dream, kids... It's all based off this lamb. Yes. Mint jelly. Yes, exactly. It's all. It's actually a, a tribute to Animaniacs. That's awesome. There you go. Um, check that out, kids. <laughs> no. Rated G. I'm here. I hear right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that was that. But now we're going to go ahead and get to the one of the first major segments, which is called Mobster Mash. And the Mobster Mash. The Mobster Mash. <laughs> It was written by Nicholas Hollander, and it was directed by Greg Reyna and Dave Marshall. And Kelly, can you tell us what basically happens here in 
The Mobster Mash. The um, Animaniacs are made an offer that they couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, that, that's a Godfather reference. So obvi- <laughs> obviously, there's a um, there's a lot in this episode, and the Warner siblings are in an Italian restaurant, which I I noticed was named Mario Puzzos. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's a play on Mario. Is it, I don't know if it's Puzo or Puzo. Yeah, something like um, that. Hmm. My Italian's not super great. Um, but uh, the uh, it was a play on the author's name because the, the Godfather was actually a book before it was turned into a movie. And um, they, uh, they're sitting in his booth when he walks in, the Godfather. And he wants them out of the booth. And hijinks ensue. This is one of those normal <laughs> episodes that follows a pattern of, you know, someone comes in and they're at odds and the siblings annoy the heck out of them. <laughs> and um, they sing and they drown him in pasta paschetti. <laughs> and um, they treat him like a waiter and they they do that gag where they throw him outside the building when he thought his goons were throwing them out. And he's mm. like, I don't know what just happened. And um, so it's a, it's a cute little fun episode. And um, I thought it was funny. Yeah. The, there you go. Very, I think that's a, that's a good summary right there. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, Kelly, there's a, it's a heavily referencing the Godfather, obviously. Uh, and mm. I, I I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I th- I always thought it was Mario uh, Puzo, but I don't know exactly. I I never met the man. He's he's deceased now. <laughs> he died in 1999. Uh, but he wrote the the book, The Godfather, as you mentioned. Um, I had no idea that. I and uh, when I actually looked him up, that Mario Puzo was spelled with a one Z. And of course, instead of like Mario's Pizza, this is Mario Puzo with two Z's on that. So it was a very slight visual mm. gag. It, cute right there. Really, when it comes to other kind of references to other stuff, um, at one point, the, the Warners are... The Warners do a lot of singing in this one. Yeah. They have a, a couple really awesome songs. Um, one about uh, the restaurant and one about pe- uh, pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they sing a, kind of a parody of Speak Softly Love. And Wacko is in a kind of a clown makeup and they're, you know, kind of singing to Don Pepperoni right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching this with my with my wife and she did notice that the, the Godfather's face turned into a clown for a split second right there. There's some kind of weird animation error when you're watching them that they they put little circles on his cheeks for a split second. But other than that, little mistake. <laughs> it was... It was cute. Speak softly, love, and we will sing a serenade To fill your heart with gentle love while music plays The night is young, the day is through And we were sitting here before Speak softly, love, so no one hears us but the sky The vows of love we make will live Till we die My life is yours And love because You came into my world With love 
so softly love. Uh, there is a reference to Jimmy Hoffa. You're gonna be sleeping with the fishies tonight. Can we all go? Is Jimmy Hoffa there? Will he read to us? Of course, Jimmy Hoffa was like a leader of the Teamsters. And I believe it was the Teamsters. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not in a union, uh, so. Oh, okay. Teamsters. Yeah, yeah the, I get it. The Teamsters. Mm. And uh, and then of course there's another uh, reference to uh, the movie Married to the Mob. Where's mommy? Still married to the mob? You've never seen Married never, to the Mob? No. 1988 movie uh, starring, among other people, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is in that Cat movie. Woman. She is not as Catwoman in Married oh, to the Mob, but... Then I don't want to see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ever seen Married to the Mob, uh, Kelly? No. Yeah, that was I, that was... I was too young at the time to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that it's uh, apparently funny. But I don't know. My parents probably saw it. I didn't. I was nine years old when it came out, so I don't. I know <laughs> I did not get to see it. Although I think Michelle Pfeiffer is gorgeous, so there you go. Uh, they were singing. Remember a few episodes ago, Nathan? We called it the pasta song. Yeah, ravioli. It's called senses. Is that the yeah, like the senses song? They're they're singing it again. Uh, so it sounds a little different. For it them. sounds a little bit different, and I, I forget the. Re- Napatalena, something I don't know. Yeah. Our listeners can go back a few episodes and l- yeah, listen, listen to, to that the, episode. What everybody. is it called? Do your homework. Yeah, <laughs> I can't hey, tell. We, we can't, can't tell, tell you, you everything. Yeah, guys. come on, come on, folks. Yeah, go listen to the census episode. It's and then good, you tell us, and then you can tell us in a tweet, and I'll say thanks. I will totally like that tweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, there's just a lot of really good gags in mm-hmm. this one. Um, a lot of good one-liners, lots of good setups. Um, folks, what are some of the things that you really like? I liked when they got shown the door. <laughs> Show these kids the door. That's okay. We can see it from here. Ooh, nice door. Fabu. Great hinges. Those hinges. Those hinges were really, you know, remarkable. You but, think about it. Yeah, and it was nice that uh, Ke- Kelly was saying, like, each time they got thrown out, there was a different... They did it. Right. So first it was the Warners. Warners got thrown out the first time. Then the Goons. Yes. And then Don Pepperoni. And then Don Pepperoni and, and the, the Goons. goons. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. We first saw that, of course, in... Uh, the Michelangelo. What was that episode called? The Hooked on a Ceiling. Hooked on a Ceiling. Come on. The best episode <laughs> ever. Yes. So Hooked on a Ceiling, we saw that as a first gag. And that, mm. that was really funny. And this one, I you know, I thought, oh, yeah, we've already seen, seen that but no they still made this one yeah, funny they tried to there was some build up on it so yeah and i like how that every time they're like i don't know what just happened <laughs> <laughs> uh kelly what about you i i liked when they when he, he approached the table and they thought he was a waiter and how they kept saying paschetti <laughs> really cute. we're not ready to order yet all right, already. We'll have the biscotti and meatballs. I'm not your waiter. I am Don Pepperoni, the Godfather. Can we call you Dadu? You will call me the Godfather. I like Dadu better. Me too. I like how they they kept saying Paschetti, Paschetti throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. until at the very end, 
he started saying Paschetti. You guys yep. want some Paschetti? Like I like that. I wrote down the some of the the running gags okay. that we saw at least a few a couple times there. There's gags to garlic breath that mm-hmm. they they bring up a lot. Of course, there's dadu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned I loved when they called them dadu a lot. We mentioned the throwing out uh, mm-hmm. thing, and another thing that really made me laugh was the changing the type of restaurant that they were in. Oh yeah, like they go out and they come back in and they're wearing lederhosen and they're, they're it's like a German place. Come in and enjoy the schnitzel. And then they go, whoa, what res- what what place did we go into? Yeah, it's the right place. They go back in, and it's a beatnik place. Yeah. Like Coolville, daddy-o. And then they go, wait a minute. This can't be right. What restaurant are we in? And they go back in the, the next time, and it's a Hawaiian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they're serving poi. Ah, if it isn't a big kahuna. And it's two little kahunas. Apple poi or cherry poi? I really like that gag. I just, I don't know. They, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, but overall, it was just a a very funny, silly. It's just a very funny, silly episode. Guys. It's a very it's silly. Just, that's just, all hey, it guys, is. Hey guys, hey guys, don't go so hard on it. It's, it's just... just a funny, silly episode. <laughs> um, uh, it did teach me one thing. You again, once again, do not upset the Warners mm-hmm. because they he got you know the booth taken away. Yeah, they I, were there first. Well, I kind of blame the uh, like. The restaurant owner or something should have known better than to seat him there. Should have put a reserve sign on that. So shouldn't Don yeah. Pepperoni be really mad at the exactly. seating staff and not the Warners? And like, speaking of which, where is anyone that works there? That's true. That's true. The service was there it was really bad because <laughs> the waiter never came. The only people that were waiting at the table. Wait, maybe the Warners bought the restaurant. Maybe and that's were, probably what happened. That's probably what happened. Okay, putting it all together now. Okay, plot hole filled. Done. <laughs> All right. Well, do either of you have anything else to say about this particular one? No. 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 All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to a couple other little segments here. So before we get to our read and run cartoon, we have a mime time cartoon. It's mime time. Fun. Uh, Sure. I, I, it, as soon as I saw mime time, I'm thinking, okay, an anvil's going to fall on his head and... It It fell on his head. Uh, It didn't really matter what he was going to pretend to do because (laughs) something was going to fall on his head. And I really wish the mime times were a little (laughs) less repetitive. It honestly feels like I I, I can't tell one from the other. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, how many things can a mime do? Yeah. I wish wish there was less things falling on his head, I guess. Mm. Like, different ways to hurt the mime. Yeah. Like, he goes... Yeah, sometimes it gets tackled or sometimes something. Sometimes it gets tackled. There, you know, there is other stuff. But I get, I, but then again, I also get mime time mixed up with good idea, bad yeah. idea, because it's Tom Baudet inter, you know, doing the, you know, narration of both of them. And, and good idea a silent character. Better. A good idea, bad idea is always going to be better than mime time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that, that needs no poll, even though I think we did one. We did one and it won. <laughs> and it won. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's mime time. It's mime time. The end. <laughs> but we have a, a cool song called Lake Titty Kaka. Yay. Lake Titty Kaka, 
And Lake Titicaca, as we all know, is between Bolivia and Peru. Yeah, you get at least one fact out of the song. No, so it, has, it has waters tranquil and blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Lake Titicaca, you know, why do we sing of its fame? I don't know. Because we because really we like saying say its, its name. name. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Titicaca! I was, you know, I was having so much fun. I love this song. It's such a cute... Stupid song, and I mean stupid in the kindest sense, Mm because it really is just a silly, stupid song. I don't know if it makes me a good teacher or a bad teacher, but when I I used to play this song sometimes for my geography club... (laughs) Yeah. it, it, It got the kids, you know, laughing, and it did teach them a little cute few facts about geography. Yeah. It's kind of a warm up lesson. So there you go. Titty caca. This was in the Wack, uh, Yakko's World CD, I believe. Uh, I don't okay. think it was in the first. I may, I may be wrong, but um, there was at least three Animaniacs soundtracks. There was one just called the Animaniacs. Uh, I believe the second one is called Yakko's World. And the third one is called Variety Pack. And uh, Yakko's World had a bunch of mostly songs about geography and world politics, stuff like that. I think that's where they put in Lake Titicaca. Cool. Um, any thoughts on this song, guys? It's funny. It's catchy. Funny and catchy. <laughs> I was singing it on the way over here, uh, except I was singing it like a a lounge singer, kind of like, Lake Titicaca. <laughs> oh, Lake Titicaca. Yeah. I'll to... If you're a musician, we should right. get we should get our brother Nick. He's a good Do musician. Cover songs. Yeah, we could totally like record. Okay, that's that's for, in my summer uh, checklist of things to do, folks. So okay, look for that. Maybe we'll someday by in, the next year. By... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the next year, maybe by that year will happen. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the next one we have is another short sac- segment from the Randy Beeman kid. So Colin is there, and he's telling everybody about this time Randy Beeman's cat ate a piranha. Mm-hmm. And then it stayed in his cat forever. Mm-hmm. And then the cat became... Piranha cat. Piranha cat. <laughs> and his towel keeps falling down. And his ta- that boy, that boy. I was just like, kid, don't walk out here. This is inappropriate. <laughs> Put some pants on. Right? Don't talk to me when you just came out of the bathroom. He's like, just, yeah. Had this epiphany, like, oh, I gotta tell him. I gotta tell this guy or the audience outside my right. My, but no uh, time to dry off or get no, dressed. Colin's mom needs to dress that kid before he's allowed to go walk outside to the sidewalk. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, what do you guys think of this Randy Beeman kid segment? It's cute. It reminded me. It was, of, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> what, it, funny. It, it reminded me of my my. This is a comment from my wife. As soon as she said Piranha Cat, she was like, ooh, like Sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> you combine. Uh, you combine the, the things. was ahead of its time. Exactly. Really? Piranha Cat. It, it sounds like it could be one of those. On of the movies. sci-fi network. Yeah. I could easily. There's Sharktopus, there being... uh, Sharknado, yeah. and Piranha Cat. Cat. Uh, there we go. Piranha Cat. Look for that soon on the sci-fi network. I, I actually watched Mongolian Deathworm on the Sci-Fi Channel one time. And do you know why? Why? Sean Patrick Flannery. I, you know what? It. I was about to guess that. <laughs> like, I will watch anything if he's in it. I, it is amazing what I will watch. 
Oh, sci-fi. Okay, Sippy. well... Wait, a lot Sippy. of people call it Sippy. Sippy. Sippy it's, it used to be sci-fi, but after... Yeah, it actually had sci-fi stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, now let's go ahead and take a quick break for a commercial. Because, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you once again from the fine folks over at Tee Public. And, I know, isn't that nice? And they have a huge, huge selection of different designs that you can pick from. Really, just a whether you like mashups of two different things or you just like cool designs in general, Tee Public has it. You can get a t-shirt there. You can get a poster, you can get a cell phone case, you can get stickers, and all of it right now for the weekend that this is released is on sale. That's right. They're having a sale once again, and all the shirts are $14, they're 30% off, and everything else is on sale as well. So they have multiple different types of apparel. Uh, They have uh, baby clothes and... Uh, they have long baseball tees and just, oh my gosh, just an enormous amount of stuff. Uh, and I I ordered like four shirts the last time they had a sale and they're awesome. Uh, and they really are made well. Like mm-hmm. the, the quality of these shirts, like the cotton, um, you can wash them multiple times and the, the colors don't fade. They're printed really well. Um, I mean, they're, they're better quality than anything you're going to get in Target or Walmart or Hot Topic or whatever. Um, I don't know. I have, I have of course, an Animaniacast shirt. Mm-hmm. And I bought a few additional shirts. Uh, one from our good buddies over at the Wampa's Lair podcast. Uh, we like to, every now and then, talk about different designs that we particularly like and put them on our Animaniacast store and you can check out all of these all of these designs and more at tpublic.animaniacast.com. Uh, so, guys, what what designs did we pick out today? Nathan, let's start with you. I picked Senor Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Spielberg. Spielberg. Senior Spielbergo, or however yes. Mr. Burns said in that episode of The Simpsons. And, yeah, it's just it's a picture of Senior, Senior Spielbergo on a t-shirt, and it's very funny because it's a Simpsons reference, but it's also like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I, yeah, I, I thought you liked that one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And Kelly, what about you? What design do you have for us today? Okay, well, since we are recording on May 25th, today... May 25th is Frank Oz's birthday and as you all know or should know that's Yoda as well as many famous Muppets and um, it's also the 40th anniversary of the premiere of Star Wars yay. the original yay yes. so the, the movie that started it all so it's a big big special day so I decided to honor that with a Yoda shirt <laughs> so I've, I found one that really just speaks to me it's a simple design. It's got a um, sort of a, a green silhouette of Yoda's head, and then the letter I, and then a heart. Yoda, <laughs> I love. Aww. So I know, right? That's it speaks to me on so many levels. <laughs> so um, this is a, a it's called Yoda I Love T-shirt, and um, it's it's just a cute design, and it's got like thirty colors you can get it in. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's one thing I always forget about with uh, 
with the site is that mm-hmm. you can always you can say like, well, that shirt's pretty cool, but I don't like the color. Well, chances are you can get the color that you do want. Yeah, you know? and and you can choose a style. I mean, that's you really true. You can customize it in several different ways. So when I ordered the tea cup shirts because i ordered all of them um <laughs> i got some some were like a v-neck some were the extra soft material you know it was just i just got a little bit of everything yes uh and i as for me mm-hmm. have picked out it's 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 called pinky in the brain t-shirt it's not the most imaginative title <laughs> Um, but what is imaginative is that it looks like the Adventures of Batman and Robin uh, logo. So you, we had the Batman the Animated Series, uh, and then it kind of, for this, I think it was either the, maybe the third or maybe fourth season. Like a spin-off. It was kind of, sort of. It was basically yeah, the same, same show, movie. just had a little bit more Robin, mm-hmm. called the Adventures of Batman and Robin. And so it has the silhouette of Pinky in the Brain, the type is very similar to the uh, Batman and Robin mm-hmm. font, and it just looked really, it looks really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it just looks cool. You just see the eyeballs of Pinky and the Brain instead of Batman and Robin, and mm-hmm. it looks cool. So that is my pick. Anyway, once again, to check out all those designs and more, head on over to tpublic.animaniacast.com. Hello, listener. This is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animaniacast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. Well, we're back from that commercial break with another cartoon called Icebreakers. And Icebreakers was written by Nicholas Hollander, and it was directed by Leonard Robinson. Nathan, what can you tell us? What the heck happens here in Icebreakers? Oh, so in Icebreakers, Rita and Ron are on their way to Florida, but uh, the plane... Sarasota. Yeah, exactly. The uh, plane (laughs) ends up landing in Alaska somehow. So uh, they're trying to get somewhere warm. They find Ross Perot, and he needs a, a sled dog. To take him to a boat, and so he can meet his constituents or something like that. He has, and, a, he has a thing of campaign promises yeah, on his, his dog sled. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's taken off, uh, and they bring Rita with him, even though he hates felines. And uh, some things happen. Uh, he gets saved by a bear by Rita, but he thinks Runt did it. And then he also gets saved from falling down a icy river, a waterfall. And he thinks that Runt did it as well for some reason, even though it was clearly Rita. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, Runt ends up going on the boat without Ross Perot, which I think he was trying to go on the boat anyway. So I don't know. It was kind of confusing there. <laughs> but Rita and Runt are on the boat sailing away from Ross Perot. So take that, Ross Perot. Take that, Ross Perot. <laughs> so uh, I think we should probably discuss Ross Perot real quick. <laughs> Is that not a popular person in the common <laughs> he he is he is <laughs> since 1992 or three uh mm-hmm. maybe 1990 i think he had a little bit of uh, a possible run in 1996 but that was quickly uh he was quickly eliminated because he was kind of laughed off the campaign mm-hmm. stage essentially i uh, i actually voted for him oh you uh, did yeah i mean i was old enough to vote then um <laughs> and i i just thought he was entertaining so i I mean, I was in high school, so I didn't, I didn't really. I'm one of those, you know, teenagers that I didn't really understand the um, the the uh, platforms that any of them were on or anything <laughs> like that. 
and I just like I just didn't know any better and um I just I thought he was entertaining which you know as we've seen um <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. politicians are chosen for personality <laughs> that is true biting my tongue the entire time with this <laughs> uh yes uh, well, it's, it's I mean, a, I mean, look, look at how many actors have been, uh, you know, true. voted in, and I mean, and that's, I mean, not saying anything about about their their political leanings, hey. but uh, you know, it's just, I, I think people are drawn to names that they they recognize or mm -hmm. people that you know have really big. It's that that charisma factor and big personalities, and Ross Perot seemed like somebody. Uh, from my limited view, view, because um, I didn't watch the news all that much, but I thought I thought he was entertaining and kind of you know anti-political. Yes, yeah, he so, uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, there are. I mean, let's just go ahead and say it because there are some you know similarities here with uh, with Ross Perot and Donald Trump and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the bigger differences here was that uh, Ross Perot was very much known as here's my plan for fixing the budget. And things like that. Now, I never watched those plans because I was in middle school at the time. Mm -hmm. But he would buy airtime on CBS or ABC. He would spend, like, uh, essentially uh, millions of dollars, what ended up being millions of dollars, buying infomercials, mm -hmm. basically on network TV, uh, where he would just have these charts. And he goes, you see this? Now, here's this and there's that. And they kind of reference a little bit of that to um, in this episode where he's talking to Runt. That is no fire hydrant. It is a dog sled. Boy, you dumb. Dumber than the federal government. Let me tell you about government. Think of your money as meat. And I'm government. Now I slice off a big chunk of your money as taxes and throw it to the dogs. Then I do it again. So they were getting a, a, a bit of that. Frank Welker, of course, is doing the voice of Runt. Uh, and Ross Perot. You remind me of the do-nothings in Congress, bunch of buffoons. Oh, oh. they never called them Ross Perot. Oh, they think. didn't? Okay. I well, so. I think in the credits they, they do. I think in the credits, yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think he said his name in the cartoon. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because well. because when I, when I, I couldn't, I didn't remember seeing this one when it aired, but I saw him, I was like, oh gosh, he really looks and, and kind of reminds me of Ross Perot. Like, that's, it's not <laughs> yeah. subtle at all. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, no, that's confirmed. That's who he he totally is." Oh yeah, totally. but maybe I, maybe I was just filling in the blanks because he does refer to him as as you know running for office and a politician. So maybe I was I just thought he said his name. Well, to me, he kind of looked a little bit more like George W. Bush at first, mm. and he's talking about having that whole. You know, that's the first thing I thought of was George W. Bush. And then of course, then it started getting, wait, where am I in history right yeah, now? That's... Oh yeah. Early nineties. That's right. Okay. Um, but he, he, you know, he goes on and on. one of the things that they, they reference here is a, a few other political references. He mentions Al Gore, like you have more guts mm -hmm. than Al Gore in a lumberjacks convention. Uh, of course we all know Al Gore did, uh, the, the, what's, what was this movie? Uh, an inconvenient, inconvenient movie. An inconvenient truth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Some people thought it was inconvenient to go yeah, to. I don't think exactly. it was. A, I was like, big... I don't have time for this. Yes. <laughs> global warming? What? Uh, which I think they actually do, they mention, do mention global, global warming. Yeah, so in this. much for global warming. Yeah. You know. It all comes back. Rita's a Trump supporter right there. See? Well, by the end, she decides that she's going to be uh, not... She's going to be democratic or something. Yeah, she, says, she became like, a democrat at the end. At the end of the episode. So the whole episode is very political. Yeah. Oh, and and I thought it was funny because I just remembered that 
they're in the song she's singing i think they say something along the lines of you know they're going to florida where all the smart people are yeah enjoy my leisure time and have some fun <laughs> we're off to florida where the smart people go we're off to florida where the tropical breezes blow i mean there's always this running joke on on the internet um like uh there's a website fark.com f-a-r-k and they have a tag for um articles news articles specifically for florida (laughs) and so a lot of times you'll see the you know sort of the blurb about the article and they're like guess where this happened people and everyone's like florida so yeah and it's always like the craziest dumbest stuff sometimes yeah you know arizona is not far behind when it comes to Mm -hmm. stupid people but um (laughs) oh no georgia has them too i just i just thought it was funny because florida sort of has this reputation on the online about you know like being populated by idiots i guess i agree i mean i i know people that live in florida and they're cool and funny and smart but it's just it's it doesn't have the best reputation yeah she was going against a stereotype that's for sure right there (laughs) (laughs) well the last political reference that i saw in this one was ross perot uh talks about you know don't quit it didn't work for me and it's not going to work for you and then Mm. at the end he says you dumb dog i quit no don't i'm back I quit. No, I'm back. I'm good. I quit. Well, I stop. I'm back. I quit. I'm back. I quit. I quit. I quit. I'm back. I quit. Did I say I quit? I'm back. Uh, Nathan, let me guess you. Any idea what he's talking about right there? I'm guessing he quit uh, running at times or something. Yep. He quit. He quit this, the but... uh, 19, in 1992. He quit the race in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he came back in like October. Okay. It's a little late. And yeah, well. Uh, he, he was in the presidential debates. He was, uh, you know, in the debate with uh, uh, George Bush, President George Bush at the time, and Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ross Perot's biggest contribution to the political climate of the day was probably actually getting Bill Clinton elected, <laughs> because uh, what he essentially did was he split the Republican vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of them went to to George Bush. Some of them went to Perot and Bill Clinton got to walk right into the White House, essentially. Was was that the last time, like, a third-party candidate was in the debates? Yes, I believe so. It's happened before, apparently. I think in 1980 it happened, but um, I think that's the last... They tried to keep him out. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Maybe it did happen. It happened probably with Ralph Nader, I'm thinking. Okay, I'm trying to... I don't know. Ralph Nader, but that's kind of an iffy kind of thing, because when Bush and Gore and Nader were running... I think they may have said, Nader, you can't come. And Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So maybe that was the last time. I don't know. Who Listeners, knows? tweet at us, let us know, yeah. and we'll possibly discuss it. Or I'll just talk to you online and say, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I don't know, guys. It, it's some cute read and run songs in this one. Some, uh, mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite moments uh, of this particular read and, Rita and Runt cartoon? I liked Runt's face at the end of the cartoon. Why? He had a weird drawing face on it. Um, I don't know. He, he's the, sticking his head out the window, and he has this weird, like, oh, we had some disagreements, and his eyes get all squinty, he, and his mouth gets oh, small yeah. and weird. So, oh, yeah. Boy, I thought it looked funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the screen cap of it right now. Now, we're looking at one of our listeners uh, has written a blog called Hello Nice Warners, and you can check out this blog. It's a Tumblr. It's a, what's the web address there, Nathan? Oh, it's something. It's something. If you, I always type in hello. Legion 1979. 
www.tumblr.com. There you go. And then I just search for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> episode. Well, he's he's actually put together a lot of the. Uh, he's done a episode by episode kind of discussion, and he, he has some very interesting <laughs> frames uh, from this episode. And yeah, yeah, Runt does look kind of squinty eyed and like suspicious. I'll have to add that to the. Uh, well, yeah, the just, cover art of today's uh this week's episode yeah he's just talking about the disagreements that he and ross perot had oh yeah okay he, he's like well we should pay for squeaky toys and <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and that's oh speaking of uh ross perot and uh runt right there he kept calling him his volunteer uh ross perot had a big uh volunteer base hmm. uh with grassroots cramp grassroots campaign <laughs> uh back in 92 so that was referenced as well uh kelly what do you think any any things that really stood out in this read and run cartoon that you liked yeah i uh liked it when pro fell in the water and rita said that she didn't want to use one of her nine lives on saving a politician <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I like the part when she when she's pulled out of the snow and she goes, "Oh, am I in this cartoon too?" Yeah, that was a nice. Clip. Um, because yeah, it, it's it. I just kind of felt sorry for Rita in this one. Again, it's mm-hmm. another one where the cat is always given the the short end of the stick, as yeah. she says. Um, but it you know it's nice to see that they they get to you know gather at the end, of course, because you can't split these two up. Um. Uh, the animation is decent in this one. Yeah, there was I a didn't have few, any issue with There's a few shots here or there where it kind of looked a little bit weird, but overall it was a yeah. it was a cute cartoon. And uh, I don't know about you, Kelly, but uh, there was one moment that automatically made me think of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom uh, right at the beginning where they're on the plane and it just looks like the plane that they're going, the uh, Laoshe. Nice try, uh-huh. Laoshe! <laughs> Anyway, that play, <laughs> that plane looks very similar to when Reed and Runt were in. I was expecting chickens and Shorty to be in the background yeah. or something. Anyway, that was. Me. I love that movie. That was a yeah, fun one. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for another good idea, bad idea. Before we wrap things up with the uh, the credits and everything, we have a, one more good idea, bad idea, and it was good idea was drinking milk fresh from the carton. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, the bad idea was drinking what, Nathan? Drinking fresh milk from the cow. <laughs> and Skullhead hooks a straw right into the udder of the mm-hmm. cow until the cow obviously has a problem with this. And just and, sits and, on it. And sits on it. So, poor Mr. Skullhead. But that was a really bad idea, uh, Skullhead. Yeah. Don't do not do that. Don't do that to a not cow. Not through a straw. Not through a straw. The cows don't like that. <laughs> Um, so again, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. It was funny. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Nathan, like he referenced at the very beginning for his opening, we have Elvis in the tower. Yep. Good night, Dot. Night, Wacko. Good night, Yakko. Good night, Wacko. Nighty night, Dolph. Night, Yakko. Good night, Elvis. Thank you very much, but I don't want anybody to know I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's cute. Elvis has made continuous. Uh, we, he's been on the little cameos throughout uh, this this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on at least three or four times. So yeah. there you go. Well, let's go ahead and get over to our water tower rating. <laughs> Well, 
let's see, folks. How many water towers out of five would you give today's episode? Nathan, let's start with you. I'm going to give it two and a half water towers. Ooh, why only two and a half? I just feel like there was a lot of fluff to the episode Hmm. where they're just like, how can we pad this out as much as possible? I feel like I missed out on like eight minutes of, you know, good stuff. So if you took out the fluff, they could have put another cartoon in there, maybe. Exactly. A full cartoon. Another cool, another cute song, like like Titigaka or something. (laughs) So, Uh, Kelly, what about you? I I I will give it three water towers, um, partly because I just want to be nicer than Nathan. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, and I the Lake Titicaca song was actually educational. So and I'm preparing for the Jeopardy online test. So now I know that that's located between Bolivia and Peru. Mm-hmm. So bonus points for being educational and potentially helping me out on Jeopardy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I will give it four. Um. So take Whoa. that. Yeah, that's right. I like this episode. It was funny. Yeah. I had it again. I always seem to give um more water towers for episodes that I'm not as familiar with, and this one I wasn't as familiar with. So I like it a lot. And so I'm giving it four. Cool. So there you go. <laughs> it it was no hooked on a ceiling. Yeah. No. 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 It was no hooked on a ceiling, but it still made me laugh out loud and uh. Kept my attention both times I watched it, and I liked it a lot. Um, good, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff on this one. Not one of my favorite favorites, but a very good episode in my opinion. So let's go ahead and get to our poll results from last week. And Nathan, yes, what was the question, and what were the results? All right, the question was which hashtag Animaniacs Tower Sendoff is the best? Hashtag round two. Hashtag Animaniacast poll. <laughs> The choices were spew, it's over, it's definitely over, Chow America, and would you like to take a survey? So, uh, Chow America, bottom at 15%, followed by spew at 18%, and then it's over, it's definitely over, has 21%, but the winner is would you like to take a survey at 46%. Wow, so that one really ran off with yeah, that thing. People I, really want to take that survey, which is why they took this <laughs> poll. That's right. They took the survey and they answered that they they would like that one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, uh, what do you guys think? Which of those openings is your personal favorite? Mm, I, I think I chose Spew. Like Spew most? Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, just cute. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, <Short. laughs> Kelly do, you have a, do you have a favorite of those four choices? I, I'll pick, would you like to take a survey? Okay. Why? Just because it, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I just, I, every time I hear that, I, I just hear those ladies go, would you like to take a survey? <laughs> yeah, it's a very quotable episode. I like the animation on that one. That Do you like one. George Went? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like eating beans? Would you like to see a movie of George Went eating beans? Um, I'm going to say Spew as well, though, just because, like Nathan said, it's cute and it's short and, hey, it's... It, Close behind those is, would you like to take a survey? Yeah. Well, Nathan, what is the poll question for this week? It's whatever we want it to be. That's true. And what do we want it to be? Oh, we want it to be the <laughs> Animaniacs coming back. We want a revival of the Animaniacs. Oh, yes. So, in, so, in theory, yeah, we're not announcing anything. We're not saying it is, but this will help decide in what form it comes <laughs> out because... You know, they're thinking about it. Oh, yeah, totally. And they're just like, how are we supposed to revive the Animaniacs? Should yeah. we do it 
via a television show? Or should we do it via like some streaming service? Maybe we could do a like a, a web minisodes kind of thing, yeah, like a little YouTube shorts yeah. or something. Yeah. Or what about like a feature film or a directed video, DVD, some... Blu-ray, yeah. Netflix movie? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe some sort of film. So, so like a Wacko's Wish movie, but mm-hmm. a different theme, which they had originally planned to do at one point. They so were going to do that. W- what way would we buy, like animatics to be brought back? Okay. So, so there yeah. you go. So. In theory, how would you like Animaniacs to be revived? Head on over to twitter.com slash Animaniacast or simply search on Twitter for hashtag poll, and you can make your voice heard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up today's episode. And, you know, just a quick special thing. Today is our one-year anniversary. Woohoo! We have been... I can't really believe it, but it's been... It's true. We've been releasing Animaniacast episodes now for one year, and uh, in the past, you know, over the past year, uh, I've got to to talk with people all throughout the world. We have listeners throughout the world. Uh, we have people that have been catching us now halfway through the year and saying, "OMG, I didn't know this uh, podcast existed," and they start binge listening to all of our episodes mm-hmm. and and tweeting at us saying, "I'm catching up to you guys. You're on this one. I'm on this one now." and it's always interesting to, to hear about that. So um, before we go any further or anything, I'd really like to just thank my co-host right here. Just me? Uh, no, co-hosts <laughs> oh. Nathan and Kelly, because these two, I, you know, I had this idea for an Animaniacs podcast, you know, over a year ago, and it was just kind of like, I thought the name sounded cool. <laughs> and I, <laughs> That's all you need. I, I, I got a catchy name, number one. And then I was like, well... And then it'd be fun to do. And I'll tell you something, guys. Podcasting, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. It's the, it's a hobby that will uh, keep you busier than almost any other hobby out there. Um, and, of course, you know, Nathan and Kelly, they do they do all this stuff. They, they meet with me every at least once a week uh, and d- just having lots of fun. And, uh, you know, they're doing this totally free of charge. And I love them both. And I'd just like to say thank you to Nathan and thank you to Kelly for, for being there for me and being on the show. So thank you. Yay. You do all the work, but. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Being the one that edits it and puts it all together. I mean, that's, that's the real work right there. Thank you. Let's, before we wrap things up, let's get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact to say hi to you online? Well, I actually logged in twitter today so um they can reach me on twitter yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s or email kelly at big and nathan what about you i'm on twitter as well Django FT. that's me <laughs> and you can get in contact with the animaniacast as well on twitter on facebook and you can send us an email uh which is animaniacast at retrozap.com Speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over there because you can see a bunch of other podcasts that are just delightful and amazing and nerdy, and I listen to them all. And you can do the same by simply subscribing to the RetroZap feed on the iTunes podcast app or whatever they call it. Uh, I don't know what they call it anymore. Stitcher or what have you. You can subscribe to us as well. And if you're looking for a full listing of previous episodes, 
you can head over to animaniacast.com and you'll see a bunch of different notes and artwork and all the other stuff to catch up and uh, have fun listening to uh, previous episodes. Well, with that, let's go ahead and close up the water tower. And for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. 